Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, everybody. You are listening to WRGO Radio. Thank you for tuning in to really going on. It is on this show that I will continue to shine a spotlight on any and all issues that directly or indirectly impact public education. Now, I want to pause for just a moment and uh, draw our attention to the fact that we are going to make, as far as I am concerned, one of the most important decisions in our lifetime in just a few weeks. And that decision is centered around the our vote, to be quite frank, for the President of the United States of America. And uh, regardless of one's political affiliation, I do think that it is important that educators and uh, community members and policymakers, all power brokers who have an interest in the academic, social, and emotional well-being of all students, I, it is in my humble estimation that we should, I'll say, um, crank up the volume a little bit as it relates to our expectations respectfully, that we hear what plans are being considered to address the low literacy that exists in America today. I've talked time and time again about the fact that I truly believe that our country is experiencing two pandemic outbreaks at this time. One is associated with of the coronavirus, also referred to as COVID-19, in addition to the intense, extremely intense race relations issues that exist in America today. From an academic or schooling perspective, I think that it is important for us to hone in again on this issue associated with low literacy in America. Now, from 2011 to 2014, the Program for International Assessment of Adult Competencies conducted a study of adult literacy in the United States of America. And in doing so, they found that approximately, and this was between 2011 and 2014, we're at 2020 now, so we know the numbers are higher. Where I'm going with them, it, going with this, is that this study on adult literacy in the United States found that approximately 43 million Americans possess low literacy skills, and 8.4 million American adults are classified as functionally illiterate, meaning that they are defined as having literacy skills at or a third grade level. Now, the reality is that in most instances, when we think about low literacy, uh, we engage in intellectual conversation around the topic of literacy. Most often we think about it from the perspective of children. The reality or 
what's really going on relevant to this conversation is indeed associated with the fact that if children began to or continue to matriculate through our school systems at low literacy levels, they then become adults who also need the support in their work environment if they are so fortunate as to obtain a job. More often than not, adults who possess low literacy skills and then are blessed to obtain a job, which we all know is very difficult to do in our current economy, uh, very often the employers are reporting that mistakes are being made on the job. Employers are reporting things like they're having to offer their own form of GED classes in the workplace so as to better ensure that are there, possess the skills and the competencies needed to be successful. And so where I'm going with this is related, again, to the selection or election of a new president of the United States of America. My mind is totally wrapped around what I shared on one of my other shows, which is I called it a Sonia Whitakerism. And if I call it a Sonia Whitakerism, just know that it's something that drives Dr. Whitaker nuts. And so one of the things that absolutely drives me nuts is the conversation about education is usually an after-important, important debate. It's usually, in my humble estimation, an afterthought, an important, important conversation about the well-being of the United States of America. And I truly believe that it should be at the forefront of the conversations. Now, uh, we've heard, we have engaged, right, viewed one presidential debate. Um, we have had an opportunity to now view a vice presidential debate, as well as um, we've had an opportunity to listen in on two different town hall discussions, as you we would call happened on the same night two different radio excuse me two different television stations with um, both of the presidential candidates and uh, maybe I went to sleep at the wheel but I I didn't hear it enough uh, or any conversation regarding the need to address the national literacy crisis that exists in America um, I think that it's time for that conversation. And you all are pretty used to me by now. So I am actually suggesting that there, those that are responsible for setting up the debates and establishing the rules and the regulations, I would like to see something change for the first time in the history of our country. I am proposing that more time be spent on the addressing of issues that impact the educational institutions which are charged with the responsibility of increasing the literacy levels of the students in our nation, um, again, at the risk of being redundant, I would like to hear each presidential candidate's 
position on low literacy and this the topic that we're all raising relevant to equity in education. It is of the utmost importance to me that not only we select match for our country as it relates to the next president, but it is equally important to me that whomever he or he selects as the Secretary of Education for the United States of America is grounded in terms of having both practical and theoretical understanding of what it means to cause for environments or to create school environments that ensure that all students have equitable access to a quality education. I'd like to see the framework. I'd like to know the theoretical framework, the the plan, in other words, using research terms, the theoretical framework that the soon-to-be Secretary of Education will use to support school districts nationwide in addressing the inequities that exist within our respective systems. Right now, today, I know of no, no national plan. I know of no comprehensive blueprint that has been endorsed by the United States Department of Education as the comprehensive plan of action that we should follow, we as educators nationwide, to address inequity. In other words, we're all out here on our own. And so I, I don't think it's too much to ask of two intelligent presidential candidates to address the topic and to tell, again, those of us that are genuinely interested in education, those of us that are genuinely interested in ensuring the academic, social, and emotional well-being of the diverse population of students that we serve in this nation 30 days before we are to cast our vote for whomever we choose, what the education agenda is. And so I'd like to sound the alarm on that. I think that there are those of us who have direct access to our state reps, that have direct access to our senators. What are they telling us about what they understand that the agenda is? We need somebody who's going to help us. And speaking of helping us, before I close on this topic for today, I have come to know, having served as a, a teacher, a principal, assistant principal, superintendent, deputy suit, director of literacy, director of academic improvement, you name it, I've done it, even served as a substitute teacher, and then appointed to two state-level task force here in the state of Illinois. Done it all, as far as I'm concerned. Come to believe that as educators, we are asked to address all of society ills. And that's not fair. We're feeding kids. Some of us are washing clothes. Some of us are helping parents get jobs, are literally, literally working day in and day out to make sure that our, our children have computers, Wi-Fi hotspots, pads of paper, pens, 
everything that they need to be successful. Along those same lines, I recently learned that there were a group of students that I had access to who had been given a laptop and had been given a, a, a plug to plug it up with and a Wi-Fi hotspot, yet I learned that they didn't have electricity in the home setting. And so where I'm going with this uh, at closing is that I immediately, as an educator, begun to take on the stress associated with how do I help people get their lights turned on. And that's not our responsibility. With that being said, I want us to, to, to recognize that educators are working tirelessly to accomplish the goal of addressing equity issues in our system. We are engaged in conversations about how to increase the literacy achievement levels of all students. And let me tell you, that conversation is very important because regardless of the subject matter, regardless of the curricular content area, students have to be able to read in order to experience success in school and ultimately in life. And so we need our politicians who are working hard. We need our policymakers. We need community members. We need our pastors to continue to combine their collective efforts with us so as to ensure that educators can actually teach the need. Very much for tuning in to WRGO Radio. Thank you for listening to What's Really Going On. I look forward to talking with you again next week about how to address the issue of low literacy in America.